When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. It is October, and this time we are doing anthologies all month. Uh, for the first time since episode 19 was the last time we talked about an anthology film. Uh, and to kick off this momentous occasion, we are joined by the one and only Cyborg Joe of the Lethal Weapons. Uh, someone posted one of their music videos on our Facebook page months ago, and they immediately became one of our favorite bands. So Whoa. we are super excited to have Joe join us on this all right. episode. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Stoked to be joining from Tokyo, Japan. We're kicking this one off. The way that we did this was each one of us picked a different anthology film. Um, So, Scott, you picked this one. Necronomicon, The Book of the Dead. Oh, yes, I did. So what (laughs) what drew you to this one, dude? I mean, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. Two words. Jeffy Combs. (laughs) <laughs> who's got a prosthetic chin that makes him look more like they could have just hired bruce campbell to play <laughs> right i know but it's so good i fucking love it i love this movie this is like the third time in 18 months that i've watched this and uh it's just it's it's like the best lovecraft that you're gonna probably get i feel like it is definitely the one that touches all of the lovecraft uh pieces uh, for lack of a better word. Um, so I'm thinking that the best way to handle this month is we're just going to tackle each story individually and then kind of come back and talk about the wraparound, the wraparound. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the first story is the drowned or the drowned. The drowned. Yeah, you were right. The drowned. The drowned. The drowned. They drowned. It's horror movie, not not horror grammar night. All right. So, I mean. This one is, 
isn't my favorite. It's it's kind of the middle one for me. What? I like it. I didn't love it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's let's preface this with like. So do you want do you want the information about each one? Because I did my research because I Go love. Go for it, Scott. Drop drop us with the HP background. All right. <laughs> now, first of all, we are in no way, shape, or form. Uh, supporting or condoning H.P. Lovecraft because he was a horrible racist, misogynist piece of shit. But oh um, shit, really? Oh yeah, he's awful. Yeah, he yeah don't look old. into it if you want to enjoy him. But yeah, yeah he's not <laughs> great. <laughs> okay. All I'll say is, if you want to know everything, just search what the name of his cat was. Um. So oh, Scott, no. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, tell us about what the background story was on this uh, very gooey tentacly uh. tale. This was directed by Christopher Gans, and he also did Brotherhood of the Wolf in, I want to say, like, 2004 or something. Oh, yeah! Also, I read on IMDb, somebody was like, this movie is so good because Screaming Mad George was in charge of effects. I also looked on IMDb for his name, and I didn't see it. I know that the immortal spectral effects, who did... They do all of Guillermo del Toro's movies. They did, you know, they did Hellboy. They did uh, Pan's Labyrinth. They just did scary stories to tell in the dark. But Spectral Effects did all of the practical effects in this movie, which is all you need to know about how good it looks. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like it's a very bad movie with very, very cool effects. I think that it's a really silly movie because, like... The the thing about all of these stories are that they are kind of prototypes for Tales from the Crypt almost because they all yeah. have a twist, right? Now, Cool Air is the one that they used for uh, the cold, the cold, which yeah. is a pretty straight telling, but it's so cool. We'll talk to it. And we'll talk about it in a minute. But I really feel like pieces of the Rats in the Walls and the Whisperer in the Dark are kind of taken for both the drowned and whispers but for the rats in the wall or the drowned i think that the things from the rats in the wall it's an underground city where the the uh owners of this mansion had de-evolved humans to eat them for their flesh they they grew them it's kind of like midnight meat train almost but instead of them being like vampires that are eating humans it was more like people that were just cannibals but the whisperer in the dark is this thing where like this alien comes down and is whispering in the dark and it it clothes itself in these basically like prostheses so that it can look like a human so the drowned is kind of a mix of those two and so is whispers um but the drowned i think is the most obviously cthulhu mythos of this movie yeah, I assume that that was him. It's definitely the movie that has of the of the shorts. It's the one that I think has the most consistent good special effects. Like I think that each one has good moments, and then there's bad moments. But this one oh, yeah. is pretty much every special effect works for me. Like mm. be it the fish monster that just shows <laughs> up. That guy is awesome. I called him. <laughs> what did I call him? Uh, the sea mariachi, <laughs> because he's got that ridiculous hat. <laughs> and then like i don't know everyone's got these glowing eyes and they start vomiting up like these tentacle <laughs> mouths yeah. oh it's so it's so gnarly 
It's it's great. I really uh, this movie just is such a good time. I it, it feels a lot shorter than it actually is to me. Oh, I mean, I was checking the time every once in a while, but <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely an interesting one. And yeah, the giant tentacle monster that pops up at the end is amazing. Like that whole effect looks fantastic. And it's cool to watch this movie and realize that in 1993 they were doing this because that was kind of a, a an odd time for this style of film. You know, like they just didn't really do creature features at that time that i know of most of it was you know like supernatural horror like um warlock you know yeah yeah (laughs) and that guy looks like the guy who played warlock i don't think it's him but he definitely looks like him (laughs) uh so joe and brian scott and i have talked a bit about our feelings on this how did you guys feel about the drowned i i thought it was the most eye-catching you know um i'll I don't have much to say because I I had trouble paying attention to this movie. It was just boring to me, other than the special effects. I well, that's what you're watching it for. It was the special yeah. effects. So it was like a guy jumps off, a guy commits suicide. Um, I won in hearts. I started playing Yahtzee. Um, kind of what's come out of a girl's mouth. That was really cool. I finished my game of Yahtzee. Um, and you're such an old then a, man. Then a then an old, a monster comes out of the floor and he gets killed with a. Uh, he gets killed with a chandelier. But the thing was, I was so offended when Matt said this was one of the best because I had such trouble paying attention that I thought the drowned, the the first part of this where the guy commits suicide, I thought that was the drowned. So I was like, that was a terrible one. I didn't realize that the like when Cthulhu shows up and all that was the same story because I just <laughs> stayed on track. Oh, that's why you're the the eye candy of the show because you're definitely not bringing a whole lot mentally to the table. I am the eye candy of a podcast. <laughs> All right, and Joe, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, well, I could only like literally watch half of it. Uh, I watched it on. Oh uh, yeah. I watched it on YouTube, and it's got like those those black bars on the top and bottom of the screen, and they didn't they didn't actually reformat you know the the frame rate or whatever so i only like could see like the middle part of the screen the whole time uh so i had to like kind of you be... lose a lot yeah that's what i thought man like i'm i'm sitting there imagining what what they're looking at you know sometimes i'm like oh man i wonder i wonder how cool that thing is that they're looking at because i have no idea yeah but it's also not available anywhere yeah you, know, you can't watch it on on Amazon or Shutter or anything. Yeah, I searched all those. I couldn't find it except for on Amazon, like a uh, uh, like a hundred and twenty dollar VHS copy of it or something like that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to settle. And it I used to have this on VHS. I might still have it on VHS. It looks really good. <laughs> like like it looks uh uh it looks like a good movie. You know, like it's like a good '90s. I don't know, man. There's something about the lighting that I really liked. Um, obviously like the, um, the, uh, the monster effects and all that, but dude, like, oh my God, there were some, there were some great, there were some great lines throughout the whole movie, but I think my favorite line in, uh, the drowned was when <laughs> the dude, I forget what his name was, but the guy with the mullet, the blonde mullet, he was looking, <laughs> he was looking for the book and he just goes, he was like looking for it and throwing like cobwebs and like books off the shelf. And all of a sudden he just goes, Jam! <laughs> like in in frustration, 
Damn! <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, found a new shirt designed for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, oh, yeah. Because that a... we're always doing so well with these obscure-ass deep-cut t-shirts that I have. <laughs> it's either container. that or another shopping mall idea. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Let's move on to story number two, The Cold, which I'm is sorry. still a good oh, story, but probably my least favorite. I'm sorry. Can I just say like the one thing that I did not like? Can I just say the thing I did like and did not like about it? About the yeah. drowned? Sure. So I thought that the the fact that the dude's name was Jethro and his family died on a fucking shipwreck was just badass. <laughs> I just I thought that was like, oh shit, dude. I haven't seen many movies where like a dude's family dies on a shipwreck. Like that's that's fucking sweet. And then I just kind of lost interest in the whole movie when I was supposed to be rooting for the 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 blonde mullet guy. Like he just seemed like a dick throughout the whole thing. <laughs> and then I thought well, like, he also wait, got I'm so his wife killed. Exactly. Okay, yeah, that's so he's looking for forgiveness, but then he gets her back and she doesn't give a good blowjob anymore, so he wants to fucking kill her. <laughs> no, the thing is, is that she's like gonna give him a tentacle blowjob and he's just like what are you doing yeah i'm good <laughs> those tentacles are gonna help yeah <laughs> if anything like a couple balls or something you know anyway <laughs> well now we know why he's on the episode <laughs> yep there we go and now on to the cold <laughs> yeah probably my probably my least favorite of the stories for starters the fall that the guy takes down the stairs does not seem deadly enough to just kill him on impact. Yeah, that was a surprise to me, too. Well, it may not have killed him on impact. Oh, true, true, it true. It killed when they mutilated his body. <laughs> but the doctor said if he wouldn't have but, fallen on the, on, the, on the fall, he would have killed him for what he did. Yeah. So I guess from that uh, line, yeah, I was like, true. okay, I guess he did die so here's that a shitty fall. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about the cold. The director didn't speak any English, um, which kind of explains why every line delivery is so awkwardly done. Oh, yeah. The uh, best lines were in this one. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> Shishuke Kaneko, um, and he did a shitload of Godzilla movies. Nice. <laughs> uh, dude, by the way, this was a happy accident. Um, I I didn't know that this was like a segmented, uh, like, an anth- like an anthology film. Mm-hmm. And just a happy accident that Shusuke Kaneko was one of the directors because I love this dude. Like he makes <laughs> seriously, he makes some really fucking cool movies, man. Um, if you guys are interested, I would check out a movie he did called Summer Vacation 1999. Uh, it's about this. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool movie about this. It's kind of like a weird horror fantasy thing about this uh, uh, summer, the summer school, these like three or four students are staying there and they're, it's supposed to be like a boys school, but all the actors are played by women. And so when I found out that this guy directed one of the movies in this, in this uh, uh, anthology, I was like, oh, fuck yes. And then, yeah, like it was the worst one in my opinion. So I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, he dropped the ball. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think that the cold is all right. It's all I, right. I really do think, it's not it's not that bad it's like uh i think that it's it's strength is actually in that that gooey ass um meltdown at the end oh yeah which yeah. is i would argue the best body melt we've ever discussed on this show and we've discussed quite a few probably probably and, and i think it's 
it's the guy like still being like i'm sorry yeah <laughs> or like whatever he's saying is he's like melting and it's just someone puppeteering a skull at that point oh but God, i'm like so i good. love it it's the doctor it. from <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 yeah, it's the TGRI yeah. guy. TGRI guy. He's also yeah. <laughs> he's also in one of my favorite movies, playing a very similar role, My Best Friends a Vampire, uh, where he plays the vampire hunter. Uh, <laughs> that guy really he's like the Tom Cruise of bad movies, you know? Like he only plays <laughs> one character. The doctor, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. The best way to explain it is that like as we've already established, the highlight of this movie is is the effects and this is the one that has the least amount of effects so it kind of but like it's got hurts such a, in that. a good they, they blew their load on that body melt he also side note david warner is the yeah. name of the actor um appeared in one of the weirdest sci-fi horror films i've ever seen uh time after time um starring malcolm mcdowell and him and it's <laughs> the plot line is that malcolm mcdowell plays uh hg wells and he builds a real time machine and David Warren plays Jack the Ripper who steals the time machine and jumps to 1979. And then HG Wells has to track him down and stop him and bring him back to uh, his, the normal century that he's from so that he can be handled. And it's supposed to explain how we never caught Jack the Ripper was that, that he was in 1979. God damn. How are you, how are you saying that's not awesome? It's also uh, the the name of the movie is where Cindy Lauper got the idea for her song. No, <laughs> like, yep, she was watching the movie on television and then wrote the song. <laughs> You're basically selling me this film. Also, Scott, it's David Warren is the owner of the Waxwork in Waxwork. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he is a multi-talented. Uh, he's he's definitely able to do more than one character. <laughs> Is that what the Cindy Lauper song is about, or is that just what it's called? I think she just came up with the title while watching the oh, movie. Fuck. I don't think she was like, "I'm gonna write a story about Jack the Ripper." Oh, man. <laughs> she's a weird lady. I bet that there's I, I there's a, like a forty percent chance that she's yeah. yeah. I would get a new respect. Yeah, if it was anyone else, I would doubt it. Yeah, true. <laughs> like if if it was like if it was like you know this is where like Madonna's song "Time After Time" came from, I'd be like, no. no. But it's like Cindy Lauper. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah Cindy yeah. Lauper. I can see watching a weird horror movie on television and being like, yeah, I want to totally. write a song about that. <laughs> I think so. She's from New York. Absolutely. Have you ever watched? It? Yeah, it's like, have you ever watched any of her music videos? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've watched like the ten minute version of Goonies are good enough, where she like has multiple dialogue pieces. I didn't know that there was a like a, a long version of that. I have, well, I got my days planned so, out now. So the the reason why it's so long is that they shot two music videos for the same song. Uh. So like the first half is her with a bunch of wrestlers like reenacting the early part of the the movie the goonies and then they go into the caverns and the music video stops at the end of the song and you're like tune in next week to find out what happens when cindy lopper and her wrestling friends go into the caverns and then they just what? did another music video for the same song that continues the storyline wow. so you just listen to the song twice in a row <laughs> that's insane man the 80s were such an uh, just an incredible time yeah yep. <laughs> uh but yeah so the cold i mean i like the premise that like they can live forever so long as they are constantly drinking spinal fluid yeah were they um, drinking it or injecting it well, whatever they're putting it in yeah them. man uh, <laughs> they party with it, it it's got like that basket. 
yeah, it's got that basket case two type concept where she's been pregnant for like decades. Dude, I need spinal fluid to feel his baby inside me. Oh yeah, yeah, which is really really gross. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, and they're too, they're just staying alive because they need to keep a piece of the doctor alive yeah, yeah, by yeah. like like That's I feel some like internalized misogyny right there. Well, it's like, I feel like it's one of those, like, if she gives birth to that baby, then she's prepared to die. But until the baby's delivered, she has to stay alive, which is fucking creepy. I didn't understand how much time had passed between that <laughs> incident and, uh, like, when she died and when I believe she it was 20 with... years. Was it really? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was something like 20 the years. Baby... It was supposed to be 20 or 30 years. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. I did not know it was that long. They say they they make a little oblique comment about the 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 he wasn't a detective he was a journalist a journalist right? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he makes yeah. a little oblique reference at the beginning dude if it's yeah, not Dennis coming out after twenty years it's not coming out man you don't know man dude, you give don't up know. give up dude Dennis Christopher who <laughs> Dennis Christopher who you might know from his appearances in the movie Breaking Away uh as the killer in Fade to Black and as Eddie Spaghetti in the 90s It movie. Whoa. Eddie Spaghetti. And also the carrier of I think it was my yeah. favorite line in that segment which was uh <laughs> what he said. Then how come three more bodies turned up all with the same MO after Madden melted? <laughs> <laughs> dude the way that he hits hey that's just good detective work it is but the way that he hits that after M-O. madden melted <laughs> m-o after madden melted oh <laughs> uh, he is he is the detective we all wish we had um and then finally my probably my favorite story because it actually did unsettle me in a lot of ways is whispers yeah, uh it's goofy as all hell but man there's some creepy shit that yeah. happens i think that the implications of it are really what make it so good yeah yeah well it's starring it's starring ernie from uh right, return, return living, living dead yeah running around um and then and I mean, and his wife is a skunk ape wife from house of a thousand corpses that's right brian that's for you oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's the one thing i got from this uh segment because I didn't like this one. What? You didn't like anything. Shut up. I'm sorry that everyone else wants to see the people that make General Hospital do a horror short, but it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I I just oh, think oh, that this is a Brian Yuzna. That's why yeah, it's so good. That's what I like. But like, yeah, th- when they just see like, you know, just the backs of their heads completely oh, removed, yeah. and there's dope. nothing there. And then there's that bat, but his voice is like coming out of its stomach, it and the brain is to reproduce. Yeah, I'm like, oh god, it's so horrifying. They took my <laughs> mind. <laughs> like, yeah, there, there's no reason for it to be unsettling. We get yeah. that it's goofy, but it's just, it's good. I don't. I, I, it's me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> The part that really, really bothers me, and I think it's for two different reasons, right? So it's, she's in the hospital bed, and then they're like, look, Paul's in the next bed. And they, like, throw open the curtain, and they just lift up this, like, lifeless body with no eye holes or anything. And it's it's a very, like, Tales from the Crypt moment. But then they throw off the bed sheet, and all of her limbs are missing. Uh, yeah. And I... And I think that really fucked me up, because I just finished reading Johnny Got His Gun, which is, like... A really upsetting book and i was just like no more missing limbs why <laughs> dude like it's just 
It's fucked up. I missed all of that. I didn't know she had missing limbs. Fucking YouTube. That's, oh. that's right, because you couldn't see God it. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they cut off all of it. Like, just like that Metallica video, she's got oh. no arms and no legs. God damn it. It's, it's gnarly. <laughs> um, and then the only the downside with this is that the stop motion bats flying does not look great. Oh, no. No, it's like, what is that shitty-ass bat? Is it the beginning yeah. of... <laughs> Is it the beginning of uh, uh, Bordello of Blood or something like that that we yeah. talked about that has like a really shitty bat like flying around at the beginning? I can't remember. <laughs> Possibly, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, it it's a uh, it it definitely is. A lot of the special effects aged really really well. Stop motion bat was not among them. <laughs> like, stop motion bat looks shitty for 1993 because I've seen Jason the Argonauts and I know what you can do with. <laughs> But yeah, I love. I really, really like this one. When I when you picked this, Scott, this was the only one I distinctly remembered. I was like, yeah, the one with the fucking bats that suck out people's brains. I'm it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the best. I really think that you know my favorite effect of this movie is definitely the body melt um, from the TGRI guy. But the second best is when the cops got the back of his head open he's just like <laughs> oh, man. it's really it's super disturbing because you can when he he turns around and it's kind of like shuffling towards his ex-girlfriend um you can see through his eye holes yeah, yeah to the back of the room oh it's oh it's, ah! it's really yeah. good this movie has a lot of good in it I yeah think. he was moving so way let's too talk fast about... man he was moving really fast <laughs> So let's talk about the wraparound story. So we've got the library. The, yeah, the concept is simple enough. H.P. Lovecraft is showing up at a library to steal the Necronomicon so he can make his books. Um, and then, you know, as is normal, there's a giant monster underneath the library and all the people that are there are monks that are part of this monster. Simple enough. Um, <laughs> but there's like a little bit of like shunning that happens. There's definitely a decapitation. Like there's some gnarly oh, gore is so funny because it's just it's this is the most evil dead two that jeffrey combs has ever done oh 100 like he which is great because he looks like bruce campbell the whole time. Yeah, this is just he's doing ash williams the the only <laughs> downside with this particular wraparound segment is like for me like the anthology film it's important for like there to be some type of when it cuts back to the wraparound story like you know, that story should continue to progress. Not the case in this one. It's literally just like cuts of Jeffrey Combs, like flip into the next page and just immediately starting the next story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess that's over. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting story. Hey, who was one of the other monks? Was he in like Surf Ninjas or uh, uh, no, Temple of Christ. Doom or something? Not Let me the, check. Uh, not the one with the nose ring, but like the assistant monk, like demon monk librarian. Uh, that he he didn't even he didn't even get a credit. Oh. <laughs> if I'm looking on IMDb, it it has what the hell is that? So it says that the one monk, the main monk that had dialogue, uh, got his start in a film role as the police. It says his most memorable role was the police sergeant in Pirates of Pizant, <laughs> which Ooh. I don't even remember a police sergeant being in. <laughs> so that being the most, uh, the memorable role is upsetting. 
and said he also had a cameo as one of the party dancers in the Adams family <laughs> as Diggit Adams. Let me see, Diggit Adams. So <laughs> so Diggit Adams, if you Google it, is like literally an extra. Like the only picture oh. they have, the only picture they have is a blurry photo where he's standing behind the two headed women and says <laughs> Diggit Adams is a relative of the Adams family. He has four arms and dances with his date, a woman with long blonde braids like Heidi at Uncle Fester's uh, homecoming party. Matt. That, that's Matt. it. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Digit Adams. Digit, dig it, whatever. No. Oh, my God, Matt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, we're thinking about Lumpy Adams. Yeah. Listen, it's spelled D I G I T. That is dig it if I've ever no, seen it. No, it's digit. It's digit. Oh my god! I could get it if like digit wasn't a real word. You know what I mean? And dig it was. Oh, now I want to make a dig it, Adams. I just think that's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> he's just very agreeable about everything. Hey, Mister Adams, what do you think? I dig it. <laughs> dig it, Adams. <laughs> All right, so that was the Necronomicon Book of the Dead. Scott loved it. I liked it. It sounded like Cyborg Joe enjoyed the quarter of the movie that he was able to watch, and Brian hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just was like not looking forward to recording because I was like, I have nothing to bring to the table with this. You're like, I didn't enjoy. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just that Yahtzee was more entertaining. Yeah, it was boring. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait to record this Patreon episode with you. Um, I mean, nothing should be two hours long. That is that premise. But we'll we'll talk about that when it comes. Uh, But yeah, so... um, we're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Jesus Christ, I got all tied up. Oh, double features. What are your guys' double features with this? (laughs) Cyborg Joe, you go first because you are our guest. All right. Um, Well... I would I would recommend uh, uh, two two films actually. One was the aforementioned Summer Vacation 1999, also directed by Shusuke Kaneko. But another one is another late 80s, early 90s Japanese horror film with a lot of stop animation and cool uh, decapitations and meltings and stuff called Hiroko the Goblin. I think this is a. Perfect I knew movie. it was what you're gonna say as soon as you said no fucking way. stop motion and head decapitation. Are you serious? Like, yeah. Such a great movie, yeah. man. Really one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen, honestly. When she turns into a, like a, a spider, like when the head isn't just a head anymore, it's like a spider mm-hmm. legs and like it's hunting. Dude, the creepiest thing though is that this this freaking spider the spider-legged decapitated girl's face is hunting high school kids or junior high school kids. 
and eat, biting their fucking heads off. And she lives in hell. And the school is built over top of a portal to hell. Like this, this Japanese it's the mouth from Buffy, dude. It's <laughs> I don't know. Like the whole premise is is fucking awesome to me. And like, there's a really cool romantic scene of her, just her face, like uh, uh, dipping, like protruding out of a pond or like a, a body of water, and she's singing like this really weird and uh, like like a hypnotic song and then like the song stops and like her legs come out and she goes hunting for these kids and i'm just like oh shit dude it's on and like these fucking kids are just getting (laughs) their heads eaten off by this spider and like yeah like the stop animation it's really really dated but man i don't know what it is about it but i love that movie and i think it's i think it would go really brilliantly with uh with this one that movie also by the way directed by the guy who did Iron Man. That's for the Iron Man. Well, I hate to be that guy. Okay. But <laughs> the easy answer is in the mouth of madness. Okay. Mm. I, okay, so as long as that wasn't for either of you two guys, because if you want it, you're more than welcome to have no, it. No, 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 no. I thought you were going to take my easy answer, so that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, here, here was my backup. Don't. Hey, just my bet. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you my backup after you and I are done. Uh, I'll go real quick because I think your backup was what I was about to say. Uh, I went with a, another Jeffrey Combs, HP Lovecraft, gooey adaptation, which was from beyond. Nope. That wasn't what I was going to say, okay. but that would be a really good double feature. I think. And Brian. Well, your double feature Joe... was playing a game of Yahtzee, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cyborg Joe said something that got the wheel turning when he said he doesn't see enough films where a family is killed in a shipwreck. So I said, you know what? I'm going to double feature it <laughs> with a movie, Family Destroyed in a Shipwreck. <laughs> it's got all the gooey stuff this movie has, trolls, abominable snowmen. I'm going with 2013's Frozen. It's a good double feature. Yeah, the Disney wow. film Frozen. Wow. <laughs> Lovely. Damn. Someone died in a shipwreck in that movie? God damn. So, Scott, how do you feel that Brian stole your backup plan? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I actually thought he was going to uh, because he was saying people dying on a ship and it's gooey. Um, my backup was going to be Deep Rising. Ah. Wow. I, we, Brian sounded normal. I sounded like Fozzie Bear personally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So before we get into the what did we watch this month, let's talk a little bit about the Lethal Weapons. So Cyborg Joe, where did Lethal Weapons come from? Because holy shit, do I love this band. Oh, oh yeah. Thanks, man. Um, <clears throat> the Lethal Weapons, uh, just, I moved to Japan in 2015 and uh, I moved to this neighborhood. It's got this really cool bookstore. And the uh, the owner of the bookstore asked me to be in a music video for his his bookstore that he was making, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like a uh, fun time. I'd love to do it." And the guy who wrote the song for his bookstore asked me if he wanted to be in a band because it was a lot of fun making the music video, or whatever. And he ended up being like a really fucking like amazing songwriter and everything. So I would go over to his house and play, play video games on his emulator and watch movies and talk about wrestling and stuff like that. And he's just like, yo, let's, we have to make a band. And I was like, dude, I would love to. If we're going to make music like we did that one day, I would love to do that. And he was like, yeah, we're, we're gonna just, just going to be 80s themed and just, it's just going to be this, like talking about, you know, songs about video games and movies and wrestling and, <laughs> and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, 
this <laughs> is amazing. So I went over to his house one night and we just kind of like sat around and talked about like how we would dress, you know? And he was like, you need to. I mean, it's important to figure out early on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he was like, you need to dress like Marty McFly in Rambo. I was like, all right, I'm sold, dude. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. So we started like throwing around like costume ideas and, and stuff like that. And he is a Japanese guy who likes American football, which is a totally like here in Japan, that's totally a kind of subculture thing. Like no one watches football here, but he loves it. And he wants to talk <laughs> about football with me all the time. And I don't really know anything about football. So yeah, so he just like he you know he wears a football helmet and like overalls like Doc. So he's like, I want to be like Doc and a football player. I'm like, all right, dude. I don't, I don't know what this band's gonna be, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we're just trying to have fun with it, you know. Like like uh, I think Scott said earlier, like the '80s were an amazing time, and I actually agree with that statement. And I want to keep those good times rolling you know yeah man i i know the one that got all uh all of us was premium friday night oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. One that people played us and we were so like funny. what is this yeah <laughs> yeah man um so what's the reaction been to it as of late because i feel like i've heard a couple people share your stuff like it, it's it seems like people are catching on to dude it i'm actually really interested who shared our stuff in america with you because so far all that i know is like our fan base is just purely Japanese and like, you know, my friends back in Ohio. Where can people listen to the Lethal Weapons album, Back to the 80s? Where can people listen to that record? Uh, You can catch Back to the 80s on pretty much every single uh, digital music format out there. Um, We have, we made videos to all of our songs on the album. You can find those on YouTube. All those things, man. Amazon, Amazon Play or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Well, you guys go and download that album. I think YouTube has a streaming service now. Yeah, yeah. They just added that recently. Um, But yeah, go and start downloading that. And now, what is something that you've, I don't know, listened to, read, whatever, that you highly recommend to everybody? We'll start with you again, Cyborg Joe. All right. I will. I want to recommend One Cut of the Dead, a Japanese. self-made zombie movie i guess and also the naked director on netflix uh i just get excited when japanese people get excited about their own stuff it doesn't happen enough all right all right sounds good uh scott how about you i yeah watched rocket man with megan and it was great yeah I think it's better than Bohemian Rhapsody, personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, they lean pretty hard into the homosexual aspect of Elton John's life, which is much more. Uh, I think it's much truer to to the the film or to the the story than kind of hetero washing someone like Freddie Mercury. Who, I mean, it's like I want to see the Judas Priest movie. You know, like I want to see the Judas Priest movie, and I want to see Rob Halford like fucking dudes. And they're all wearing leather. I don't want to see him like being straight. That just like why, you know? Yeah. But also, Taron, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays Eggerson or something like that. Who, yeah, whoever whatever. it is, he kills it. Yeah. Oh my god! You look at him and you're just like, man, because it when as soon as they start to like uh, shave his hair back and give him the Elton John, you know, balding 
likeness uh man it it it's not that he really looks like him it's just that he carries himself and he it's it's a very immersive experience and i loved it it kind of reminds me of um i mentioned it months ago but my weekend with marilyn which is michelle williams as marilyn monroe and it really it's it's that similar thing where it's like just such an immersive performance yeah no i agree with that uh i'm gonna not do a movie uh this time but a new podcast on the geekscape network that i've be enjoyed so much that i listened to their first three episodes twice already uh and that is 91 donkey lane it is a improv comedy podcast about two dim-witted roommates who live in a haunted apartment uh and don't realize it i listened uh, to the first episode i thought it was really funny the monkey's yeah. ball yeah, Brian, you need to listen to the third episode because it is literally the Cool Day Law 10th episode just done for 20 minutes instead of five. Oh, nice. Oh, man. You know, aside from watching Survivor, me and Jade have been really into Survivor. We've burned through like three seasons already. Um, <laughs> I I don't know, man. There's three that I kind of want to talk about. What should I talk about? I think I'm going to go with Hail Satan. Um, right. I really, I really enjoyed Hail Satan. Um, <laughs> It's a great documentary. Uh, it is about the Satanic Temple, which by watching the documentary, I think I learned they didn't come out and say it, but it seems like the Satanic Church and the Satanic Temple are two different things. The Satanic Church is like, hail Satan, we believe in Satan from like the 70s or whatever. And the Satanic Temple is more just a uh, political group that's really into keeping the state and church separated. Um, but it's very, very interesting. It, the way that it was shot was very, was very cool. Um, the story is very captivating and it's like, I would love people that are really, really one way to try to watch this movie because it's very hard to pick them apart. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where they, they handle things with such class that it's just like, you can't really say they're wrong for anything they do. Maybe some things, but for the most part, like. They're not wrong for anything they do. Um, so I would check it out. Hail Satan with a question mark. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Necronomicon, <laughs> the Book of the Dead. We were joined by Cyborg Joe of the Lethal Weapons. Thank you so much, Joe. Join us next week, guys, for a, another anthology film. Continue our October of anthology films. Uh, this one picked by Brian, who... It's a real laugh that he's talking about how boring Necronomicon is with the bullshit that he's making us watch next week. So Never saw it, so strap, I may regret it. Strap in, tune in for that, and make sure that you check us out on all of our social media, HMN Podcast on all platforms, and HMNPodcast.com.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Good. Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.